Thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet 107. Not mine own fears, nor the prophetic soul of the wide world dreaming on things to come, can yet the lease of my true love control supposed as forfeit to a confined doom. The mortal moon hath her eclipse endured, and the sad augurs mock their own presage. Incertances now crown themselves assured, and peace proclaims olives of endless age. Now, with the drops of his of this most balmy time, my love looks fresh, and death to me subscribes, since, spite of him, I'll live in this poor rhyme while he insults o'er dull and speechless tribes, and thou in this shalt find thy monument, when tyrants' crests and tombs of brass are spent. That was Sonnet 107, and my mind wandered halfway through, so I, I stumbled, I, I apologise. Uh, I, I, this is Shakespeare's Sonnets, uh, that was Sonnet 107, and I am joined, I'm Mark Chatterley, and I am joined, I am Mark Chatterley, let's not forget who I am, and I am joined, as always, by a, a very happily looking Thierry Healus. There we go. How are you today? I'm, I I clearly should have read this before we started recording. It's it's it's, quite, it's one of the more complex it's, it's, ones. Uh, in terms it's a of very language. dense sonnet. This it is. It's got some nice lines in it. I like I mainly because I'm hungry. I, I <laughs> because I like this. But the line about olives sounds very nice. And peace <sighs> proclaims olives of endless age. I quite like that extending the olive branch. Why is why why are olives associated with with peace? You'd know that. You're with clever. Peace. Yeah, peace. Like like you extend the olive branch if you're trying to make peace with someone. I don't know. I know that in Romans war um when they were victorious or any kind of um official uh politician they were uh, they were the olive branches on their head, didn't they? Oh, I don't or is know. That just a, yeah. Maybe, maybe that's got something to do. I don't know. If if you know, someone out there will know why olive branches are, are and olives are linked with peace. But I, I'd like to think it's because when there are olives, there's usually red wine. And when there's red wine, you can never be angry with anyone with red wine. Yeah, you can. Have you been to a Weatherspoons? Okay, okay. <laughs> when there's good red, red wine, you can never be angry with someone. Because you get angry, you kind of go, no, no, you're wrong. And then you take a swig of the red wine and go, this is very good red wine. And then your topic just turns on to how good the red wine is. Uh, that's the wonderful healing properties of red wine. <laughs> it, I, now I want alcohol. Oh, well, I, I have both. I have olives and alcohol. You're just, you know, about 100 miles too far away. I am. This 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 sucks. This is not right. I, I need to make sure. I've got no money. No money at all. I'm in negative... I found money today in my office, which... Which is my money, not in-ear money. In-ear money is all safe in the bank, so it's my money. I, I, and I went to the shop and I was very excited and I bought Terry's Chocolate Orange cookies that they bake fresh. And I, I had this image in my head of gooey, chocolatey, orangey cookie yumminess. And got home and they were all dry and brittle and crumbly and mm. ate them anyway. But I didn't like it. It was it upset me. Could have bought something else. Oh, well. Sonnet 107. <laughs> I'm, I, I I'm trying to find out um, <laughs> about what the uh, and... extending an olive branch is. 
There's a wonderful there's a wonderful website called worldwidewords.com and it's run by a dude who I really should know the name of but he he's very very interested in entomology of of phrases and words and it's amazing. You go to a site and he digs into the entomology and when the words were first used and who first used them and it's amazing. Worldwide words um it's definitely something to look up. Mm. And he also has a weekly newsletter and he sends it around and it has spotted grammatical errors in, in the world. And they are, some of them are so funny. Some of them are brilliant. It's awesome. I'm trying to fill, fill the yeah. air. You're, you're just surfing um, the internet. They, they, it, they did is... wear uh, olive branches, the Romans, but it comes from the Greeks. They gave them to uh, brides and um, Olympic victors. Okay. Um... Apion describes the use of the olive branch as a gesture of peace by the enemies of the Roman general Scipio Amelianus in the Numantine War. So maybe someone did something there. And they just... It was associated with uh, peace by the Greeks already. Oh, okay. Nice. The symbolism became even stronger under the uh, Pax Romana when envoys used um, the olive branch as tokens of peace. So it's kind of like waving the white flag today. They just had a branch of olives. Okay. And went, yummy, yummy olives, take the olives. Yeah, well, I mean, they, Except- they would have been fairly abundant at the time. Well, they are today, Italy, Italy kind of, Rome. Olives, don't, don't ever eat olives off of a tree. They are horrible. They have to be processed a lot before they become the yummy, yummy olives that you eat at home. Do they? Yeah, I, I, I once went on a trip and my other half went, ooh, olive tree, and ate one, and then spent the next half hour retching. I mean, I eat There's them, a... like, the, um, just the, um, the normal ones out of the glass. I can't stand the ones that are, like, made in salad and covered in sauces. They're just disgusting. Oh, yeah. No, but, but even to get to that point in the glass, they've gone through huge amounts of processing. Uh, to remove this sort of bitter taste that they have. Yeah, so never never eat olives off of a tree. I am intrigued now, though. I am totally going to find an olive tree now. <laughs> yeah, you do that. You should eat. We should make it the next YouTube thing. There's that horrible a spoonful of cinnamon oh, thing, which yeah. is actually impossible and very, very dangerous. And um, We could make a safer one, which is try and eat a natural olive. That's. I we just need to find that. a natural olive now. Yeah. I someone, if Whole someone. Foods, Whole Foods um, sells them. The, I, wow, they sell the process. Mm. They, they would be selling them designed to eat, though, wouldn't they? You need to buy an olive tree, or that bush. could be slightly olive harder. Tree. Would they grow, the grow on? in rainy Cardiff? Eat <laughs> <laughs> off, son. Yeah, probably not. No. Yeah, and it, if you buy all the equipment you'd need to buy them, they're just going to think you're buying pot, that you're growing your own pot. Yeah. Which which wouldn't be good. Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> Sonnet 107. <laughs> you, the, 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 there's that <coughs> weird word that I didn't know before we had a quick chat. We we sometimes have a quick chat before this. We, me, and, we and Tara, we are friends. We don't just <laughs> randomly meet up for Shakespeare. Mark, Mark thinks we are friends. I, I think we are friends. I, I'm on his kill list at some point, but hopefully not too high up. Hopefully Everyone is on James the kill Paul. list. <laughs> <laughs> but there's the, the and the sad augurs mock their own presage. Insertances now crown themselves assured. Which, which, which I guess uh, is a fairly odd word to hear today. I don't think augurs. we've um, we, we've used them since since the Romans. But yes, as I said before, we started recording. They are um, 
they were Roman officials, basically prophets or priests that just told politicians what to do based on the way the birds flew and, and what they saw in the start. Kind of like an oracle, but for political decisions. So, like, yeah. you, you can't, as I said, you can't start this war because the birds are flying from left to right, and not from so, right to left kind of thing. So they were religious, though? They were they were part of the sort of religious hierarchy, or because they, they, they... telling the future is is hugely banned in the Bible. Yeah, but it's the Romans the Romans were in Christian for a very no, long time. True. I mean, when they became Christian, pretty much that that meant well, it it didn't correlate. Well, it didn't correlate. It just coincided with the fall of the empire. Yeah. That makes sense. The, yeah, the, yeah, the, okay. the, the high point of the uh, the Roman Empire was Caesar and Augustus, and I mean Jesus was growing up during Augustus's time, and I think Augustus may have still been emperor by the time that uh, Jesus died, but it was Assuming very it much was ever such a person, ever as Jesus. such a person as Jesus. But um, yeah, the origins of Christianity, Christianity started. At at the um the high point of the Roman Empire, and then it just kind of it crumbled from there for various reasons, not because of Christianity. But <laughs> it Christianity's fault. They destroyed the Romans. Well, the Romans did have um a religion set on Vatican Hill, Mithras, which which is yes. essentially exactly the same story as Jesus, born of a yes. born of a virgin. Blah blah blah, son of God, bringing peace to all mankind, dying for the sin of man, and and yeah, Christianity just basically copied that and and. Well, yeah, I suppose not copied, but it it makes sense. It when you've got two cultures coming together, one culture gets absorbed into the other. It's it's always happened historically, and it it, it happens even today, which is why we get. In in Wales, there's quite a lot of American Welsh and in, in, and uh, and Italian Welsh, and especially in South Wales, there's a lot of Italian Welsh, and and those cultures merge, and and you end up with these pockets of kind of Italian style towns and villages in in South Wales, and yeah, that and Norwegian as well. Are... There's a strong, um, which is kind of not as obvious anymore because it's it was longer ago. But there's there's okay. quite a lot of Norwegian trains as well. I mean, you have, well, you have see, people like see. Roald Dahl who uh, who grew up and lived in Wales, and I mean, the Norwegian church where he was baptized is still there in the bay, which isn't where he was baptized because they moved it since. No. But and it isn't but a they church sell anymore. Tea and coffees. It it yeah, it's just essentially an art gallery now, and they sell tea and coffee. It's quite a pretentious place. It's I went in there once. And I didn't even buy anything. It just there's a few places like the... that around, though. There's just you get the feeling if you're not a regular, you're not allowed. It's yeah. the kind of feeling I've already got, always got about the Norwegian church. The people who rave about it are the people who go like three times a week. Yeah, that and Goody Who as well. Which is if if anyone Goody. outside of Wales is listening to this, Goody Who is the Welsh word for owl because that's it's onomatopoeic. That's the sound that owls make in Welsh. Goody Who, Goody Who, and and Popty Ping, Popty Ping, the oven that goes ping is microwave. Yes, I like that. Uh, we should talk about Sonic One Hundred and Seven, should we? <laughs> talk 
So talk about 107. Talk. Talk, Thierry. <laughs> I, I barely... I mean, I've read it once. Well, I haven't read it once. You've read it to me once. <laughs> <laughs> That's really bad. You, my, you, my notes you just say, of well all the sonnets, this is the most difficult to give an adequate summary of. <laughs> it is, it is, it's quite wide-reaching in its, in its scope. It, it, we, it comes down... It's got the same reflected uh, views we've had before at the end, um, which is that that I'll live in this poor rhyme, but this time it's Shakespeare is living in his rhymes. And then it goes on to be the fair youth, and thou in this shalt find thy monument when tyrants crest and tunes that brass are spent. So the idea that tyrants will get their crests and their tombs and, and their tombs made of expensive materials but they will eventually crumble and they will eventually fall but the fair youth shall live forever in this sonnet with Shakespeare Shakespeare is essentially making a house for them so it's, Weird. It's, it's, we're moving in together into sonnet 107 it, it is time I have stalked you it for is- so long now I'm going to tie you to the radiator that hasn't been invented yet. And <laughs> Yeah, well done with that with that metaphor. I'm going to tie you to this doohickey that does something. <laughs> what does it do? I don't know. But it's a metal, strange, tubular thing, and there shall be a couple in each room. Okay. And free mysticism <coughs> warms people up. Well, where's the fire? There is no fire. But that makes no sense. I know. <laughs> and that's how the radiator was invented. That's, yeah, that makes sense. It's it's all magic. <laughs> the magic metal tubes that I will tie you to. And, 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 and we shall call it Sonnet 107. We are talking rubbish at the moment. We we're are. Not, we're not. This is a bad podcast. No, this is a good podcast. It's not. I'm half asleep, and 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 you're you're not making any sense. That could be because I'm half asleep. I'm not making much sense. No, no. So, what's your favourite bit? Let's go. Let let me ask you direct questions. What is your favourite bit? Mm, I kind of like the uh, tenth line. My love looks fresh, and death to me subscribes. I don't. There's this. Okay. I'm not. Quite, I haven't quite decided yet what it means. <laughs> I just, well, I just if, like the sound of it and the contradiction of fresh and, and the opposition to death. Because it follows on to the next line. So my love looks fresh and and death to me subscribes. Since in spite of him, I live in this poor rhyme. So death can't touch Shakespeare. Shakespeare's decided at this point, which is interesting, I think, because in all the other sonnets where these this has been touched on, it's always been the fair youth shall live forever. In my sonnets, the fair youth shall be remembered because of my sonnets. And this is the first time Shakespeare's kind of, I think the first time Shakespeare's admitted that goes the other way, that he will always be remembered because he wrote these sonnets. Well, I mean, it, as, as, um, what's, what's the, as, as, as humble as, as Shakespeare pre- has pretended to be at occasions throughout the sonnet so far, that, that he, um, he he wouldn't be remembered. Surely, even a humble person would r- realize on a rational level that if you write sonnets about someone, if that someone is remembered, you will also be remembered as the person who wrote them. Yeah. If, even if you're, you might be anonymous because we have we, there are texts that we don't know who wrote them, but they are still 
ascribe to an author. You, you can't you can't have the content of a story without thinking about who wrote the story. Yeah, that that but it, it is the first realization I think Shakespeare's had of that, which is, is good. I think is is progress in in the Shakespeare fair youth relationship. That's kind yeah. of Shakespeare going. I'm I'm good. I'm clever. I'm worthy of being remembered too. It's not all this weird young kid that I've been stalking for three years. Is, do you think is this going to end end with uh, delusions of grandeur by Shakespeare? Where oh he's no! Just, just oh, gonna just just ditch the uh, fair youth aside and then just end the last sonnet of the fair youth with just just basking in his own glory about how he will remember it for for centuries. <laughs> Well, half well, a I millennium. Hope it, I hope it doesn't go to that. I hope. I hope Shakespeare is. It, it, he becomes humble. I. I want, but not. Not insignificant, which is where he's been placing himself now. I. I hope he realizes the fair youth isn't all that, and that he. There are millions of fair youths out there, like the proverbial fish in the sea, and that. And that. He is he is a good catch. Shakespeare is a good catch. That's what I want him to realise. I want Shakespeare to get some self confidence. He might not be. Maybe he's an incredibly ugly dude. I mean, <laughs> you have paintings, but pff, you can yeah, that's true. Pay paintings. You could the paintings like the Photoshop of its time. You can just improve <laughs> someone quite easily. Plus, we don't we don't know what was seen as good looking back in the day. Yeah. Well, I mean, Maybe because- white. White skin was good looking because white mean meant money. Yes, meant I've been working indoors. You don't have to be on the field. <laughs> Whereas nowadays it's almost the opposite. It's it's that we must get tans, tans. Even in a non-sunny country, we must sit in a cancer machine and get a tan. Which is yeah. essentially what those are. Those those tanning machines are essentially giant cigarettes that you lay in. Yeah to get cancer give me cancer and then you get out and you smoke and you go give my lungs cancer and then you get back in and go give my skin cancer for everyone or just me all of it just yeah destroy my DNA and cells and just ugh yeah ridiculous it's stupid don't don't go to tanning salons if you learn anything from Sonnet 107 it should be don't go to tanning salons also don't smoke also, don't smoke. Cancer sticks are bad for you. <laughs> the, fact, the fact that for the past 20-odd years we've been sticking bigger and bigger warnings on the side of them and the massive, massive companies who make massive, massive amounts of money from selling people these things can't stop it happening shows that it must be. I mean, because generally you can get away with anything in any modern country by just going to the officials, here's a large sum of money. Oh, you can't take money as a bribe. Well, wait until you're finished as an MP and we'll just give you this house. Or we'll give you a a, a seat on our board where you get paid three million pounds a year to do nothing. That's how things get done. And the fact that that isn't happening with, with cigarettes and that, that these warnings are getting bigger and bigger really must show how seriously bad they are for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's some places where I read an article um, about an hour ago that New York wants to um, raise the minimum age for smoking to 21. Wow. Which is, I mean, well, That's I good. have, I, I know some people who started smoking in their 20s, which I really don't understand why the hell you would do that. <laughs> but, I mean, if you can't even get cigarettes before you're 21, you're just 
I, I, I don't think many people would start at 21. No, it, it seems like an odd decision to make as an adult. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. We, we've got on to smoking prevention from Sonic 107. This might be the weirdest link. It's we've fine, ever it's fine. We, we still haven't mentioned the elves that we were talking about before we started recording. No, we, we, have, we should leave that. Aww. Oh, bless you. <laughs> you wanted to talk about the magical like elves. elves. I can't even remember how we got onto that. But that's how most of our conversations that might go. Have, that might have been from the aug- augurs. Yes. And, and mythical stuff mythical deciding things. real world things. A bit like the Vatican. <laughs> oh, satire. Very, very non-subtle satire, but satire nonetheless. <laughs> but that was the equivalent in satire terms of going, your mum are so fat. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Um... <laughs> That's a good comment. Thank you. Thank you. There's not a lot. It's very wordy. This sonnet is very wordy. Um, I mean, just look at some of these lines. Supposed as a forfeit to a confined doom, the mortal moon hath her eclipse endured, and sad augurs mocks their own presage. Incertainties, not uncertainties, incertainties now crown themselves assured. I don't like it. I don't like the sonnet. It's it's too complicated. Saying yes. that as someone who hasn't read it before, <laughs> I think you are you are now about to be someone who should read it now. Oh dear God! You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah, you say that. No, you won't. You're gonna ruin it all. <laughs> oh dear. Sonnet one o seven. Not mine own fears, nor the prophetic soul of the white world dreaming on things to come, can yet the lees of my true love control, supposed as forfeit to a confined doom. The mortal moon hath her eclipse endured, and the said augurs mock their own presage. Incertainties now crown themselves assured, and peace proclaims olives of endless age. Now with the drops of his most balmy time, my love looks fresh and death to me subscribes, since, spite of him, I'll live in his poor rhyme, while he insults our dull and speechless tribes. And thou in this shalt find thy monument, when tyrants' crests and tombs of brass are spent. That was very well read. That was Sonnet 107 of Shakespeare's Sonnets. I've been Mark Chatterton. You can follow me on Twitter at inearent. And I've been Thierry Hillis, and you can follow me on Twitter at Sound of Seagulls. And it won't be when you're listening to this, but it's actually Halloween today. Uh, we at In Ear Entertainment have just released a wonderful new horror audiobook uh, for Halloween. You should go <coughs> and check it out. This is the first time I've ever plugged one of our audiobooks on this on this podcast. Maybe I should. It's do a that really more. good audiobook, though. You should you should buy it. Or if you want more free stuff, go and listen to a. Uh, Supermarket Matters, which is a really funny yes. audio sitcom that Inyo has done in the past. Oh, we need to do another one of them. We will do another one of them. We will. Do it. Well, there's, there's, we, we are planning a lot of awesome stuff that we can't yeah. really tell you about yet, but rest assured. It's time. Why do things take up so much I time? I don't know. I don't know. Ridiculous. Anyway, we shall see you next time for Sonnet 108. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hellis.
This has been an in-ear entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about in-ear entertainment, go to www.inearentertainment.com.